it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Grounds Crew. As always, before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe, toss us a review. Uh, big episode today, very excited about it. The playoff picture is officially set now. Uh, after the wild card games, um, I wanna I wanna dive into into the wild card games first before we get into the matchups for the DS. Um, Bill, how much of the Yankees Red Sox game Red Sox game did you catch? I caught about I'd say forty percent of it. Okay, right. I was bouncing back and forth because honestly, the New York Knicks were playing, mm-hmm. and I am a Mets fan, so I don't give a dang about <laughs> the Yankees playing anything at all. Fair enough. Um, but I, I did get to see a whole bunch of it. Um, we talk about the fact that there's there there's no identity for the Red Sox, but the identity is they're just a good baseball team. Mm-hmm. And they're a balanced baseball team, and Garrett Cole sucks. So that's really the end of it. How much did you catch? Uh, I watched all of it. Um, alongside Jay Shap? Alongside Jay Shap mm. and watching his uh, his emotional roller coaster. Oh, oh yeah. Um, it was mostly a decline, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, Started high, finished yeah, very yeah. low. And it seemed like, for at least for... Everybody except Cole, all the starters pitched how they were supposed to. Yep. Give five-ish innings with one run ball, and Garrett Cole did not do that, and unfortunately, it, it cost them big. Um, and it, it and listen, Giancarlo Stanton did what he was supposed to do. Did he though? He he, he put he put all the announcers in a pretzel. He absolutely did. That's true. That was he that hit, was crazy. He hit so many home runs that were singles. Yep. Like, did you like? That's the funniest thing yes, that happened yeah, yeah. out of everything. It's going a, a Stantonian home. Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong? Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> dying. It was oh, amazing. That was like the boomer moment. Like this dude just doesn't understand. What did I do wrong? Yeah, like, super confused. He, when he when he doesn't hit it out, it's not a home run. Yep. Um, and because he was in a home run trot, not hustling out of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what? It's a single. Sucks to your Asmar. Yeah. Um. Th- those are the those are were big. Uh. The other thing that was big was uh him getting laced at home plate. Yeah. Whose fault? All right. I've been talking about this with just about everybody over the last couple of days. Um. Whose fault? I am not gonna put it entirely on the third base coach, and for two reasons. I I could see both sides. Super important situation. Play on the safe side. You have second and third. And what one out, Joey Gallo up, you know, primed for runs. Um, but also on the more aggressive side, if he scores, it, it has to be a perfect throw. Mm-hmm. It literally had to be executed to perfection, and it was. Unfortunately, and it was nasty. It was absolutely. It, it was disgusting. And so much respect there. But I, I get the aggressive approach. And and if he and if he does score, and Giancarlo's on second, and he looks like a genius, and it's like, yeah, Phil Nevin. But now everyone's calling for his head, and it's like, all right, this guy, this guy blundered astronomically <laughs> and now every all the Yankees fans are calling for their for his head for Boone whatever oh everybody but, everybody's done everybody's done with Cashman right like th- so that's the other thing too is Cashman the new GM of the Mets well we're gonna get into the Mets GM situation later um but yeah I mean listen I I totally get the aggressive approach but also it's so easy to say you could have just held it so I agree. Yeah. I, look, looking at how it happened, my my biggest issue is you got to look at your runner, right? Your runner's not a burner, right? So you're in a situation where you're sending a guy, and 
you know it's going to be bang bang. You have to know it's going to be bang bang. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing was too is Judge was I would say maybe three or four feet from third base before he got the send. So he, it looked like it, it, he was kind of starting to pull up at third, and then he was like, "No, no, no, go!" I think if he's on the go the whole time, like he was what one step shy. I think so, it was more than one step, but even still, I. That's that was a very very tricky moment, and again, revisionist history. You can do it. You're in real time. You're having yeah. to do it. Ultimately, I like you play to win the game. Yep. Right. And I'd rather I say all the time to 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 athletes when they're you know playing sports. I'd rather you make an aggressive mistake than a passive one. Right. Yeah. I'd rather in that situation you get thrown out, than we do pull you up, and we ground into an inning ending inning ending double play. And everybody's out here like, oh, this is terrible. We had a guy on. All we needed was a sack fly or this or this. And it's like, and we didn't come. Hey, you had the moment. Yep. And you had that shot and you had that opportunity. It's not the only play in the game, right? No, of course they, not. They, they just, they didn't, you know, the last two games they didn't really hit well. Um, you didn't score enough runs. For yep, a team that's supposed line. to be banging runs and scoring a ton, you didn't. And Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is a really good pitcher. Garrett Cole is not a $340 million pitcher. And I think we have to come back really on the Garrett Cole situation with a lot of guys who were using spider tack to get RPMs on their ball and to make things happen. Because now that you're looking at it, like Garrett Cole is a liability in some, in a lot of situations. Yeah, and, and I think this game in particular, I wouldn't say it had everything to do with him not having whatever on his hands. It also had a lot to do with his control and stuff, and Evaldi was dealing and spotting, and Cole was not. And then Cole was kind of like not adjusting how he was, you know, going about his game plan. It was more just like, all right, I can spot my slider right now, but not really my fastball. And then they were just kind of sitting on something in the zone. It was much easier for them to barrel up, and he, he paid for it. Yeah. Um, definitely, I mean, all the Yankees fans, obviously, because they were just so back and forth on – everything when the Yankees are doing good or not um obviously calling for everybody's head they want Boone out they want Cashman out do you do you think Boone needs to go the, no I think that Boone culturally is the right guy I agree I think that again I think what the Yankees fans are having a problem with is something that that's the big elephant in the room that they don't want to listen to. And the thing they don't want to listen to is something that I've been hammering all season long. Your team is misbuilt. You need to trade judge. Well, so perfect. I'm, I'm glad we got to this. Hit me. Do you trade judge or yes. do you trade Stanton? Can't trade Stanton. He why already not? has the contract. He does have the contract, which is why it, it is a known factor. They don't know what Judge is going to cost. They have some semblance, but he's a free agent next year. If they trade him next year, he's going to be on the tra- he's going to be on the free agent market. Stanton is locked up for a while. Stanton has just proven that he has been playing as an MVP caliber guy who's worth that money. Yep. You know what you're getting with him. I think the reality is Stanton doesn't bring you the return Judge does. What's the, what's the difference? So the difference is is that the other team gets to do the contract. We get to write the offset language. Sure. We get to put the things in. We get to know that you're the guy. It's the Lindor situation, mm-hmm. right? This is judges the Lindor situation all over again. If if you're the Yankees and the Yankees fans, yeah, but we were just in the playoffs. No, you weren't. You were in a play playing game that isn't real baseball. Um, that that was just an extra regular season game. You guys mm-hmm. got the extra regular season game and you didn't make it to the playoffs. 
Yep. It, it is what it is. Move on. Um, so with that situation, the Yankees not being a playoff team, you're you got to look at this team differently, and you got to think like that. You can't think, hey, we were one game away. Yep. Right. The reality is, is that you're 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 Springer not missing the first half of the season away from not making the playoffs at all, right? And having to watch Toronto. Toronto was stacked. And if you're building this team out, you have to do something. So my point is, Judge is a bigger name at this point than Stanton. Judge is slightly younger than Stanton. Mm -hmm. So you're in a situation where you have the slightly younger player. You have the bigger name. At least, like, the more recognized name. Sure. Uh, and you have a situation where the other team gets to decide what they pay him right. when they trade for him. And they get to decide the years. They get to dis- decide all this other stuff. They get to be the people to go and have the negotiation with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to me, that's the bigger situation. The, the Yankees will not get as much for Stanton because anybody on the other side is going to say, I'm trading for your contract issue. Mm-hmm. I'm not trading for a guy you get to pay. Right. Yeah. And I think it's just the difference of opinion on how you come about it. Right. Right. You'd rather be the guy who made the mistake by signing the person to what you want. We've talked about what do you sign? What do you sign Judge for? Mm-hmm. Am I signing Judge until he's forty? Right. Because th- that becomes the question. Right. So what would be a theoretical years and money for you? For me, if I'm looking at it, I I am trying not to give Judge more than past age thirty. Five to thirty-seven. Um, so if I'm if I'm looking at thirty-five to thirty-seven, he is twenty-nine years old. Mm-hmm. So we're talking next year is going to be his age thirty season. Actually, next year will still be his age twenty-nine season technically, mm-hmm. because he was born in April. So the season will have started, and they'll theoretically count it as that. So now nah, they're counting this as his age twenty-nine. So next year, I guess they're counting this as age thirty. Fine. So next year's his age thirty season. And he'll be a free agent after that point. I don't. That then gives me that I'm paying him anywhere between five and seven years, and it, I, I'm and that'll determine how much money he gets, because he might say, "Hey, pay me for eight years, pay me less money mm-hmm. every year, right? I'd rather have a longer deal for less money per year, and you guys do it that way than me take a, an appropriate length deal." at a full price option, mm-hmm. right? A la what Bryce Harper did by taking less money but getting it across years. Right. Um, but that then lines up. The other team gets to dictate that with Judge. Sure. Right? With Stanton, you know you got seven more years, right? Mm-hmm. And he's 30. And you're now talking age 37 guy. You've seen the injuries. You've seen the stuff. You've seen all this other. They actually would be paying until he's 38. Who? Stanton. So until he's 30. So yeah. that's my point, right? Like, if I can, if I get to choose to overpay a guy like Judge, my phone is bugging on us right now. If I, uh, if I, if I get to choose how much I pay for, I think that's one of the benefits you're also getting with Judge. Okay. The other side of it is because he's a bigger name, he's going to bring in more stuff for you. Mm-hmm. If you're the Yankees, the Yankees need to rebuild. They're stuck in this this thing of we're we're going to hit the ball really well across 162 games. Because our team is built that if the law of averages play out, we'll win a whole bunch of games. The challenge becomes is that you're going to then play the better teams, and the better teams are going to take away your situational issues. And as soon as we become situational in a short series, the Yankees are not even close to good. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the challenge. You guys can't stack up pitchers, right? You're going to put out one guy who's even remotely a top three guy. Then you're going to have a whole bunch of guys who you're hoping show up. Oh, we got Severino. Guess what? Severino didn't get to pitch in the playoffs. Didn't matter, right? What's the point? Yeah. Like, even if he did, like, he's game three. He's game four. Like, mm-hmm. it, quit making it that you have this yeah, stacked lineup. Me and lineup. Josh were talking about their rotation, and I feel like after Cole and maybe Tyon, like, the drop-off is very real. Tyon's a 4-3 ERA yeah. guy. Deans, can you pull up uh, his his actual numbers? Um, He's like a four and You're a half. You're talking about, like, Jordan Montgomery, who's okay, fine, decent pitcher, Cortez and Severino, which I feel like it's just a bunch of question marks. And that's my thing is like none of them have pitched enough innings to know what they are across the full season, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's like the Mets with uh, McGill, right? Like I don't know what he is, right? But he, he could be really good like when he was a, a, a low two ERA guy and then he also pitched more innings than he had ever pitched in his life and his arm started to fade, mm-hmm. right? And then he became a four ERA guy. Which guy is he really? I'd think that he's somewhere in the high threes, low fours. That's a really nice fourth or fifth guy, mm-hmm. right? We look at uh, 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 Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker and Talion, Tal- like, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight and six record, for 4-3 uh, ERA. Right? So, yeah. like, that's fine, right? That's fine. That's not you. That's not a difference maker in your starting rotation. Nope. So the Yankees have no flexibility. Right, Judge is only getting more expensive. Right, where is this team going to get better? They're not going to go over the luxury tax. They've talked about it. We don't have that money anymore. We can't just keep dumping two hundred and ten million dollars into this team. The Yankees are no longer the richest team in baseball, and that is something that Yankees fans have not had to deal with. And it's what's having the problem. Mm -hmm. They have a great organizational structure. They know how to put winning on the field. The reality, though, is they have not been in a World Series in 12 years. 12, right? Yeah. So we're now looking at a, the, the I think the longest time they went without going to the World Series separate from now was after the 70s teams when they had to stretch through the 80s and into the, into the 90s. Mm-hmm. So this is the worst stretch in history for the Yankees, second to that time. Guys, it's broken. Fix it. Yep. The only fix. And, and again, I, I get that the Yankees fan is big. They need to still replace Derek Jeter. So Judge is the de facto replacement of mm-hmm. Jeter. And if you trade Judge, who's the face of the Yankees? Derek okay. Cole? You don't want yeah. that? No. Can't be that, right? Nope. You were hoping it was going to be Glaber. Yeah, I would say he was definitely up there. So the Yankees are looking at a situation then that they don't have a guy who's the face of the organization for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's what scares them. Yep. And That's also why I have I have no thoughts that they trade Judge. I don't think they will either, yeah. but that's why the Yankees fan is going to be upset for the next decade. But, I mean, like I know he just came out, whatever it was yesterday, that uh, you know he wants to be a Yankee for life and yep. whatever, but... I think there's going to be some opportunity for that he could at least consider going somewhere else, you know? I mean, they're, they're, they most likely have to have the conversation about buying out his last year of arbitration this year if they're going to sign him. Because mm-hmm. then you can you can de facto say, we're going to take away some of your, your big-time money by instead of paying you $20 million next year, we'll pay you 28 So you made $8 million more. So then we can pay you less every year after that. Right. right. So, like, we're, we're giving you the extra money up front so that the back end is not as high. Right? We're buying out that last year of arbitration to get there. Um, the the thing is, though, is that how does that make the Yankees better? 
Keeping Judge? Keeping Judge. I mean, I don't think necessarily it makes them better. I don't think that's what the move is. It keeps them at their baseline. It keeps their leader on the team. And they they have to make they have to add other pieces, I think. They Who need was to... better at the end of the season, Stan or Judge? Stan. You're right. Who's been an MVP? Both of them. Right? Yeah. So, like, I'm now looking at it and I'm saying Stanton's got more for me. Right? When it mattered and we needed a clutch, Stanton showed up. Right? Yeah. He was there for us. For sure. If Judge is gone, he gets to play DH more full-time, which means his bat will be in the lineup more often. Right? If Judge brings back... So let's theoretically create a legitimate trade somewhere out there in the world for a guy like Aaron Judge. Where is he going? It's going to be somebody who... Probably an American League team that has money. Beautiful. I have the team. We ready? Sure. Mariners. Spin around Jared Kalenic and something and something for Judge. Kalenic becomes the face of your organization's future if he's the guy who everybody thinks he is. Mm -hmm. Second half of the year, he was about a 700 OPS guy as a 22-year-old center fielder, right? He gets to go in center field, and he gets to grow into being the face of your organization, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The money freed up by not signing Judge gives you the ability to go out and sign Seager to play shortstop. That allows you to move Glaber to second base, right? That releases him from being able to do that. You move DJ LeMayhew to a timeshare at first base. I think he'll be timeshare all over the infield. All over. But yeah, let him be the universal sure. everything, right? You still have Stanton playing some outfield. You still have some, but he's the DH. You let go of Gary. The Mariners do it because, and let's again, like who else did they send? Right? Do you send Justin Dunn? Right? Well, can we pull up Justin Dunn's numbers from this year? Um, I know I know Kalenix just because he's a, a, a jerk. Um, and he likes to troll Mets fans on mm-hmm. Twitter, uh, even though he batted 177 on the year. Uh, you shouldn't really throw stones if you're living in a broken glass house. True. Um, but like I, I look at that and I say that's a perfect thing. They were almost a playoff team. Right. You now get a superstar player. Right? You get to give him the money. He gets to become the whole thing. He's the face of a franchise, but he's also all the way out in California, so I don't have to see him play. Right? Yep. I get to close my eyes to Judge playing all the time. Right? Who watches games on the West Coast if they're from New York? Right? Super diehards. Yep. Give it to me. Uh, 375 ERA, uh, 49 strikeouts, and 50 innings. Right? And how old is he? 23? 25. 25 now? 50 innings. Was he hurt? Might have been a reliever. Uh, he says 11 games started and 11 games played total. Then possibly hurt. Maybe, Maybe he yeah. was up and down. Maybe okay. he started the year in AAA and then he finished the back half of the year. And the that's an arm, right? Yeah. That's a 25 year old arm. He's from New York. That's right? what that's what I think the Yankees need to add to the rotation. A guy who's going to be consistently give you like a mid three ERA. So so yeah. and that's my point. Like this is a young upside pitcher, right? Uh, but has has big time talent. First mm-hmm. former first round pick. Yep. Jared Kalenic has what everybody is thinking is like discount Mike Trout upside, right? George Springer upside. Mm-hmm. A guy who's going to bet two fifty, have a three seventy five on base percentage, and have a five hundred slugging. Like that dude is potentially what Kalenic is as a twenty two year old. What else did they throw in to get Judge to go over? Right. The Yankees now lose all these contracts that are wasteful across their whole lineup, right? Mm-hmm. That they have guys who are out of position, doing the wrong thing, here, there, whatever. That team 
can then spend money to get a guy like Seager, you upgrade your infield, right? You have your face of the franchise and you're putting your money into a more advantageous spot Mm -hmm. because having all of your money in outfielders and one starting pitcher isn't working for you. Yep. It's just not going to be the thing. I don't think, and again, you have to face the harsh reality. Who's the best team in the, in the American league East? Uh, Record wise or talent wise? Talent. Probably the Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays are the come up. Yep. Oh no! Next, we were saying next year if they get one or one or two more pieces, I, I think they finished almost plus two hundred in in runs scored. Yeah, dude, that that's top five team in the league. There's no reason they weren't in the playoffs in the league. That's American League, National League, whole thing, right? They were top five. They should have a hundred wins. They were a better run. They, I think their 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 differential was better or close to what San Francisco was. There is no reason that that team was not in the play. They're gonna be better next year. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a full year, a full year. of Barrios, Steve Matz gets to push from being the second best guy to being the third best guy, right? That team can. Pl- Who are they gonna sign? Where are they gonna go? They still got money to spend. Mm-hmm. So Yankees fans have to and, and and people were looking at the Yankees. Yankees are third best team, fourth best team in that division. Oh yeah. Oh, as constructed, Boone saying that the uh, he saw the uh, the gap quote. He mm-hmm. said that all the other teams need to close the gap on them. What gap? That, exactly. That's, Bro, what, that's what I was like. What do you mean? What you, gap? You're not playing. Boone, ball. you're t- you're also talking about like what you're you're Boone. That's a that's a 27 World Championships comment by Boone. That's you remembering the history of who the Yankees are and not the present of who you are, right? That's you counting shit that doesn't like matter anymore. And the, like the Yankees have a serious problem. They have not been better than the Rays. In five years, the last decade, they've been worse than the Red Sox. Now you're worse than Toronto. Yeah. Why are you keeping Judge? What you have built will not win a World Series in this decade. Mm-hmm. I think just like the easy answer of what do they need piecewise before moving people around, they need a center fielder, they need a shortstop. Clinic. Clinic. Well, so they 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 quote unquote have Aaron Hicks, but he's an injury liability. But I would also move year. Hicks. I would also move Hicks to a, a corner, because if you get rid of Judge, then you can make Stanton more full time at DH, and you need a, a corner outfielder. Right. And Hicks gets to move from being a, a a pretty good pop center fielder to an okay pop corner outfielder. But you have high defense, mm-hmm. right? Now you're putting your defenses better, right? Cool. I know that doesn't matter as much when your park is like eight feet long, right? But Again, they they have the ability to now move their team forward, yep. and the Yankees refuse to restock, reload. And I, 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 if they don't do it, like everybody clowns the Red Sox for last year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Everybody clown. Oh, Cora was out. We had to reset, reload. They traded Kemp because he was going to get expensive. All oh, they, they're not a real team. Boop. Guess what? In two years, they restock, reloaded, and now they're better than you again. Mm-hmm. They did not take a step back unintelligently, reactionarily. They did it with a purpose, and now they're better than you. And you are the fourth best team in your division. Yankees fans have to recognize you were the fourth best team in your division. How does a fourth best, how do the Mets respond to their offseason? That's how the Yankees should be right now. Yeah, I, I agree that there's a lot of similarities with the Mets and Yankees offseason. 
this upcoming offseason. But Yankees fans would tell you no way. I agree. Right. That's and that's the problem right there. And I'm ready for the Mets. Michael Conforto. See you later. Yep. Javi Baez, welcome to the team full time. You're my second baseman. Jeff McNeil, super loved having you on the team. Take care, enjoy. Trade him to a team, to an organization that needs to have his 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 qualities on their team, mm-hmm. right? He's gone because we don't have places for him, right? J.D. Davis, love you. See you later, right? Bringing up a young player. Like, that's my thing is, like, the Mets don't need to have nine players who are all superstars. They need three. And then they need to have four who are legit. And then they need to take more risks at the back end of their roster. Mm-hmm. Because the guys they have now playing the back end of their roster, the Velars and stuff, great story. Love that they're doing it. They will never be better. It is this. Yeah. And you need to start finding out what you have. That, that comes back to Khalil Lee needs to get a shot at the title. His 950 OPS not even getting brought, brought up in September is a joke. Vientos has 1,000 OPS in AAA. That dude is 21 years old needs a shot at the title. Let these guys show up, and if they hit, guess what? They're in. Yeah, we'll see. I think uh, I think this off season also with the CBA, I think stuff's gonna happen faster. It's gonna be kind of like an NBA style. Let's get everybody signed and and get all the money and moves and everything like that. Because I think at some point we might have a, a standstill. Well, that's the players. The players want to get paid because they want to get a, a signing bonus up front that can carry them through the, right. the tough time. Yep. But owners are going to not do that, though. I, no, I know. So, so my question is, it, is it, like, where does it, does it actually, actually go? Swing? I think it could just because they might want to get uh, whatever contracts they can at a, whatever value before. That's why I think the Mets are in a shitty situation. Because I think that the reason why Theo and Bean are most likely out as GM options, mm-hmm. right? Theo very quickly and Bean probably in short short order won't won't be in yeah. is because they know that the CBA might rock their ability for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to be able to legitimately do their job full capacity in this role for a year. So why step in and suck? Yeah, and I think that's what, like, obviously Theo has a, a role in the MLB office right now, uh-huh. and I think that's what probably that conversation was. Like, hey, this is how it's going to go. You're probably not going to want me right now because it's not going to do you any good. Yep, totally. which means Sandy is going to take the bullet, and they're going to keep Sandy, and they're going to let Sandy just run that and operate it, and then they're going to tell hate. him. And that. Again, then they're going to tell them, guess what? You're out after a year. You know? Don't yep. sign any big – but that that's my thats my thing. Mets. The, the challenge for the Mets is what? And this is the same thing because I would do it in a heartbeat now. And I'm going to speak some blaspheming that people are going to – Oh, God. Are you, what, are you going to trade DeGrom? Trade DeGrom. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I told you right now what could you get for Jacob DeGrom, what, what do you think you could get? A lot. Oh, my. Yeah. So if I looked at the Padres, what could I get? Everything. Yeah. If I looked at the Angels, what could I get? Everything. Yeah. Name a team who who's almost there, right? Who who's right there on the cusp and needs to have a dude. I'll I'll take everything you have. I'll take your soul from you, right? And if you're the Mets, right? I'm gonna take one season. I'm gonna see what I got in the in the young guys. I have mm-hmm. to. Because I have enough guys who are like even 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 Lindor is twenty seven, right? Baez twenty eight. Yes. Right. Pete's twenty six. Like, if I then have Vientos playing third and he's twenty two, my infield's gonna be do- good, right? 
McCann I'll let sit with uh, with Nito, and we'll be okay for another year before mm-hmm. we have to figure out what we're doing to catcher. I'll let Khalil Lee play center. Brandon Nimmo is playing a corner. I go out and get one guy. Because I, I don't think I can pay Conforto $18.9 million. No, absolutely not. Do you, let's say for fun and games, for fun and there's games. a DH next year. Fun and games, yes. Because um, I'm, I'm assuming Dom Smith moves to that. DH. That's why okay, I was. Cool, cool, cool. That's so, why you, I, so you'd pull in a left fielder? I'd pull in, uh, it depends where Nimmo wanted to play. Sure. So uh, I'd let him choose his own adventure. Personally, I would like to see a Castellanos. Okay. I think that's. A, I know you want that, but I think because he's a corner guy and you know great offensive player, and I think that solves in at least in your scenario like the best piece on the market yep. right now yep. to fill that role. So like if you looked at it from that standpoint, right? That Mets team should, if everything's everything, that Mets team should bang. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Right. Like we we I do not like I assume that uh, Baez is closer to the player he was in the back half of the year with us. Than he was when he first came over and he was slumping. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't think he's ever going to be like an electric bat with like a high batting average, like bat two eighty five and crush home runs. Oh yeah, it. I didn't. But I didn't wa- I just wanted a little more. He's an eight hundred OPS guy who's who's great defensively, brings great energy, makes smart heads of plays on the base paths. He gives us up the middle with him and Lindor, an electric duo. It allows us to then have a. A, a bat at third that's not defensively significant, mm-hmm. and then Pete, right? Dom Smith can play some first base. Go let, let Nimmo shift over. I, I want to see Khalil Lee, and I want to let him fail. The The Mariners almost made the playoffs, and they had a guy batting 177 playing center field for them for most of the year. Yep. That's my let him figure it out, and by the end, he was contributing at least in some capacity. And and the Mets need to let the young guys fail more because you're faking yourself out that you were close to a title. Yep. And I don't think that they're that far, right? Mm-mm. But if you told I mean, me listen, they, they were in first place for nine or hundred days, if you, it was there. <laughs> if you told me that you were able for to get for Degrom, right, a young stud pitcher and a young stud blank, would you do it? Like I'm talking top ten prospects and and a top twenty prospect. I mean, top ten in all of Wander baseball. Wander Franco. That's a, that's the kind of tier I was going to say. Wander Franco. I Wander Franco. In. Wander Franco. And a and a and a, Shane Baz. a high a high level arm. Shane Baz. That's their that's their best pitching prospect. For Degrom. That's tough. Where are you putting Franco? Third, Third base. base. He'd hate that. He'd hate that. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. I probably. I mean, like, I feel like that's a that's a tough one. I don't think I'd do it, honestly. But see, and, and my thing is, is, I if, mean, if if we're not gonna have the 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 elbows a thing, right? You got to think about the elbow. Yep. The second thing you have to start thinking about is he is in getting into his now mid thirties, right? Even if he's electric all the time, if he's a 24-start guy because he can't pitch full seasons anymore with what he is, right? He's he's Is he the guy that we need, right? Especially, I, I know he's underpaid, but you're telling me Wander Franco and now I have some money to move around? Because I could go out and I could now I, I could re-sign Stroh and have Stroh come back. Okay, I, I've actually rethought my decision. Get it. Uh, so we, did, we have DeGrom for three more years. Yes. If you liken it to what just happened with Max Scherzer. Yes. 
I would accept that trade. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think they're getting I think they're getting more than they would get for Scherzer because Scherzer's older. They had to throw Turner in to get that, and he gave away what what amounts to being one of the top five shortstops in the game to to also get the rest. Of, I think the Degrom gets that that stuff. I think it gets us at least Wander. And then my thing is with if you're Tampa Bay, but I don't know if, the thing with Tampa Bay is I don't know if they're going to want to pay him thirty million dollars. Oh, I think they would do it for Degrom. I think all these teams would do it for Degrom. He's underpaid. Yeah. When you compare him to all the other high end arms and what you're going to have to. Well, spend, he's better than Bauer, and Bauer's but, getting but forty. Put, so. But put what he's better than Garrett Cole. And look yep. what Garrett Cole's making. Yep. My point to you is, what are the free agent pitchers of this this year going to make? And they're going to make more than Jacob Degrom is going to make. So my point to you is, you're going to be able to get Jacob Degrom for less money than Barrios gets. And if you're getting Jacob Degrom, that's the point. Like that's my my thing that I if I'm looking at the Mets and Mets fans will be like you can't trade him you're trading a generational, bro. If I'm getting Wander Franco, I might be getting a generational bat. Yeah, I might be getting our next. That's, da- what, that's why I was our like next, our next David people Wright. traded Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer won the Nationals a World Series. Like the and, been a and great my pitcher. man was the starter in the All Star game this year. Yep. Again, I would cons- it, it, again. I, I think you have to look at yourself and you have to put real chips on the table and say. How do you make these moves, mm-hmm. right? And if you're not one of the last four teams, you need complete alteration. Manny Machado, Manny will not be a Padre next year. I wouldn't honestly. I mean, if, Manny will not be a Padre next year. Yeah, honestly, I actually considered him as like maybe the Mets going after him. So the challenge that I, I see with the Mets going after him. But after what we just said, I don't know if the Mets are going to go after anybody. Big, correct. Really. It, again, depends on what you do. Yeah. If the Mets are trying to force their way into the playoffs, right? And you get you you, you get uh, Castellanos and you get uh, Manny Machado, and Syndergaard's back, Degrom's there. Taiwan Walker, McGill, Carrasco, right? Elite, elite bullpen. Stroman. I don't think Stroman's met. I think Stroman's gone. I think Stroman knows he's gone. Yeah. The reality is, the, well, the, Stroman's the, apparently also on the Padres' radar. So, Padres. Padres. I think it's going to be. It's going to come down to, and Dennis also put this out there: the Mets, the Blue Jays, the Padres, or the Angels. So. The, and I actually lean almost more towards the Angels because he could be like their guy. I think yeah, I lean. Otani. I don't. I don't think he ends up at Toronto, with Toronto again. I don't think so. Because the reality is, if you even look at Toronto's current setup, like you already have Matt Berrios, like they also have to pay Robbie Ray and Robbie Ray. So what, when you look at that, I don't see a world where they would go and they would spend the the free agent dollars on Stroh. Mm-hmm. If they could, Stroh's going to cost as much as Robbie Ray, which is my point. Yeah. Right. So like, if if I'm if I'm really looking at it, I would tell you that. Stroman ends up the one wild card for me, the one mega wild card for me, as I could see Stroman a Yankee. He is what they need. I could see Stroman as a Yankee because I could see them taking all the money that they've been giving to a bunch of guys, and if you're going to go out and you are going to get Seager, right, your defense gets a little bit better in the infield, mm-hmm. I could see them then getting Stroh and putting Stroh in there, right? Ground ball guy, gets double plays, doesn't let up a ton of home runs, like – not going to be a high strikeout guy. There's days where he's going to get hit, and you're going to take that because the other times he's going to go out and he's going to frustrate the other team. Yeah. And he's the opposite of what everybody else is, mm-hmm. that high-velocity arm. He's this crafty vet. I think that that throws people off also because he comes out and he's just such a change of pace from everybody else. I can see the Yankees doing that because he's already in New York, 
right? And he already has shown that he can pitch in New York. He's pitched in that division before. I don't see him going to Toronto because he doesn't want to be one of four. Yep. I could see him coming in and being the salvation piece for the Angels, and I can see him being the south. I just don't think he's met. Yeah. Listen, the offseason will we'll be here soon enough. We need to talk about the division series because I am very psyched about it. I think there's one series that I'm kind of just like going to write off as I think it's going to go quick, and that's Rays Boston, personally. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Tampa Bay wipes the floor with Boston. To okay. Be with you. Respect. We'll see. But I. I I have a feeling about it. I, I think the challenge that I get into is the team that does win that play-in game mm-hmm. has like that like little testosterone boost, that little confidence boost, that little bit of electric. Yeah, but the Yankees had that getting into the playoff game. And- no, they all did. They all got to the playoff game. That's my thing. Like the the Red Sox had to stave off disaster, and they did. Sure. And then once they staved off disaster, they had their mortal enemy show up, and they sunned them right and sent them home right. Now we're in this 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 game against Tampa, and we've seen these guys. We know these guys. We can mm-hmm. do this, right? Maybe. So so I, I'm with you. I think the series that's going to be nothing is like Dodgers got to be angry, don't they? Oh, I'm sure they're very angry. Dodgers got to like you put a chip on the shoulder of the best team in baseball. Yep. But <sighs> I, I I that's I'm, that's the series I'm most excited about because yeah. I think it, it's two best teams in the game and as much as we keep knocking the giants for whatever imaginary reason they are continuing to just produce and kept on winning and they were finished with the best record in baseball thanks gonna be unbelievable series milwaukee atlanta is gonna be fun what do you think about atlanta i hate atlanta atlanta to me is boston yeah, I think they're very I similar team. I don't have the identity. I don't know what you are. You're just a good organization that wins games, but I don't think that they're built to win in the playoffs. Yeah, like, I don't think they're. I mean, they like their their first two game starters are Morton and Freed, which is those solid. are solid, right? Yeah. And their their lineups produced. They they made some great moves at the at the trade deadline to bolster their lineup and make it all the way back and win the division. And I think they have a good solid team. I just think Milwaukee's better. Yeah. And everyone like the Milwaukee's lineup was a question mark for like a lot of the season, and their pitching held them down big time. But I think they figured it out second half. Yelich producing like crazy. Dames. Um, I just I just think that's going to be a great series. But I think Milwaukee pulls away with it. Yeah, it really the the Braves to me all comes down to Freddie. Mm-hmm. Right, if Freddie if Freddie's Freddie and he's out here crushing balls out of there and you know making huge saves at first base and pulling it down and. And, and just leads by example, they can win some games. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I look at that team and I say, for the most part, it's one guy. Yeah. I he, mean, they had they had Austin Riley played really well this year. Albies always contributing. Like, no, they, they have, have good, great they guys. Have good, they have good players. But there's a different, there's a, a cl- like, a Matt, Freddie Freeman is a MVP guy, right? Freddie Freeman is a different, Freddie Freeman's one of the top 15 players in the game. Mm-hmm. He's different, right? If you hold him down, everybody at this point has a good lineup. Everybody at this point has a dude. Yep. Right? Um, to me, it, it, it also comes down to how well did they play all year, right? And, and the Brewers have been better all year. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta just seems like whoever came out of the NL East was just the least worst. Yeah. And not the best. Yeah. And like that that to me is just why I don't have high hopes for the Braves. I think 
So, series I'm most excited about, Giants-Dodgers. The most interesting to me is Houston-Chicago. Houston-Chicago is the most interesting to yeah. me. Like, that's the one that pulls me in, and I go, I have no I have no care who really wins. Whoever wins, great. I just yeah. want to see good baseball, yep. right? And it's going to be very good baseball. I, I want to see the White Sox beat Houston just because I feel like the White Sox feel the opportunity to steal Chicago from the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And this is like the this is like the Mets Yankees situation. This is like, you know, you're the other team in town. Mm-hmm. You've got to take this opportunity to do it. Yep. And I feel like they they've done enough. They their bullpen's going to be great. They're going to hold it down. They're going to kill it. Uh they they've got great balance in their lineup. They've got guys who are killing it. But Houston is just so seasoned. Mhm that they've been here so many times that like it just feels like they're going to run through it and they're going to then give everybody in the playoffs a hard time cuz they're just we've been here before we know what it's like we've been all the way to the promised yep. land that's that's why i feel like it's so interesting you have the seasoned vets first the exciting youngsters yep. who are just hungry a, a, super hungry right yep right and I, I just don't know where that one's going to go but that's yeah. the one that i'm most most interested to see what the results end up as mm-hmm. all right World Series you think is going to happen, and then World Series that you'd like to happen. World Series I think is going to happen is going to be Dodgers versus the Rays. Okay. The World Series I would like to happen... is Dodgers... Versus the White Sox. Okay. Winner, I'd like to see. I'd like to see White Sox win it all. Yeah. Because I think that that would be electric for for White Sox fans. I think that that would just be like that that like team of destiny feel that you get in other other sports, and mm-hmm. you start like having like, oh man, everything just kind of all came together. There was some adversity, but I mean they've been good since jump. Right, they were a good team since jump. They got bored in the second half. I think they were waiting for this time. Mm-hmm. It's time for them to show up and shine and do it. I'd love to see them get it. I also just don't want to see Dodgers have a dynasty. Like it's the same thing that you see with the Yankees. At some point in time in the late '90s, 2000s, like you guys spent the most money and you're winning. It just it it, it takes away from the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still think the Dodgers are just borderline unbeatable if everything shows up. Yeah. I think for me, the the series I'd like to see happen is White Sox Giants. Okay. And I and I'd like to see the Giants win. Okay. Be, just because I feel like their whole season's been a dream, and you know, obviously we talked earlier in the season that like they were set to win like what seventy games or something like that, and it was I like, hate San Fran. That's fine. I just think it would be it, it's the same like Cinderella, like oh like this team wins it I'm all. I'm with cool. you. I'm just tired of San, San Fran winning. You know who San Fran is? San Fran's is is they're the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Like y'all just win all the effing time, <laughs> right? Like yeah. and you you could just put out a, a stick of butter at second base and magically we still made it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so frustrating. I, that's what I, I that's I, what I, I look love. At the t- I hate the frustration because I look at you and there's no reason why you should be there and you're there, 
And we, it's just a bunch of guys playing baseball really well. It doesn't matter who they are putting but out But if they there. win, won't they have won in like the last 15 years, like four of the World Series or more? Well, the last decade, they were winning every other year. I every believe. other year yeah, for yeah, like yeah. four or five years. Find me. The, since, I forget. They won. Like, God, we used to watch them all the time at Johnson Since House. their first one in the, in the early 2000s, how many have they won? I want to say it's three or four. I'm, I'm pretty sure if they won this one, they'd be like four or five in a in a 15 year window. They're actually in a drought right now. They haven't won since uh, 2014. Oh no, I know they're in a drought. Yeah. Um, but they won 2010, 2012, 2014. Right. So they, so this would be number four, right? And I hate that. You have enough. No. Like <laughs> white White Sox, none. Yeah. Get, so get for, it. for me, if it's the the series that I'd like to happen, Giants or White Sox, I'd be happy with either. Yeah. Like that's just a great nobody story. would watch that World Series. Absolutely, no, not that a would person. have like a negative rating. The Dodgers being in it obviously helps, and yeah. I think the the series that I could see happening is Dodgers versus uh, Tampa or Chicago or even Houston. I think if they played Houston, that'd be the most watched. Would you Would you agree with that? Oh, I think the I think the most most watched would be Red Sox versus Red Dodgers. Sox Dodgers. Okay, uh, yeah, Houston or Red if Sox. I had yeah, to, yeah. If I had to say real, real, because like then you'd pull all the East Coast and you'd pull all the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You'd have the 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 whole the whole thing going. Um, and I think at that point you'd also look at it like the Red Sox obviously had magic happen mm-hmm. and like to get to the point that you have magic like people like watching magic sure so like you, they're just like the least likely to make it mm-hmm. so because they're the least likely if they did I think that that one would be the most watched one I think baseball would be the happiest you mm-hmm. also get the Mookie Betts uh, storyline with yeah. that true yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I'd love to then see you know oh, the Red Sox beat them and it's like you know, because you're seeing stories now. Oh, the the Red Sox are the smartest team in baseball. Like mm-hmm. they've got the best GMs. They've got the best everything. Like they killed it. They crushed it. So I, I think that that would just carry with that that whole thought process. Um, but really, as a as a as a Mets fan and a baseball guy, like I, this year sucks now. Because I'm looking at I had so much fun with everything, but I'm looking at it now and I'm just like. I look at some of these teams and I'm like, I I could have sworn to you the Mets were better than that team. Absolutely. To if we went back the to teams. the beginning of our podcast from this year and you looked at the Mets, we all, everybody agreed the Mets are a great team. They Crasco. had a monumental fall off. Syndergaard. Like, Sin- hey, Syndergaard's going to be back in June. Mm-hmm. Syndergaard's going to be back in Two June. Two days before the season ends. He, he came back in October. Like... <laughs> He does, oh no! It was September twenty seventh. No, it was October. That counts as October. Mm-hmm. Late September is actually early October. Done, right? Like shenanigans. Yep. And that that he threw like eight pitches, and it's like, what could have been, right? Degrom, the, the elbow gets salty, funky, and angry yeah. at him, and yeah. again, like he's out. Like Stroman pitches fine. Walker gets to his first uh, All-Star game as like a 19 ERA in the second half. Carrasco, career solid-ass pitcher, has a 6 ERA for the Mets this year. And it's like Conforto, who I've compared numerous times to Bryce Harper in his career. Because if you looked up until this season, they were within fractional points of each other on a per-year war basis. Mm -hmm. Absolutely sucks, and Harper is borderline MVP candidate. Like, Pete Alonzo shows up second half. Lindor shows up second half, then gets hurt. Misses six, eight, six-plus weeks, right? Javi Baez come in to replace him. He gets hurt. He misses time. Like, nah, 
The Mets were the anti-Giants. Nah, yes. Everything that could, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Murphy's Law. Yep. Right? Like, they everything. Which is why some people would tell you don't blow it up. I like chaos. Mm-hmm. Blow it all up. Wipe well, the I slate the, clean. The Do Mets it off in the beginning. Blow it up was coming anyway. It was. It was. There was a lot of question marks with the whole team in, in the last couple of years. I feel like, and now it, now we're here. So we'll see how how it I'm goes. On the, I'm on the trade Degrom train now, and it won't last long because I'll see him throw a 107 mile an hour fastball past somebody, and I'll be like, he's so fucking good. Yep. And I won't want to trade him. But right now, going into the offseason, he's making twenty eight million dollars a year. If I could get Wander Franco and and some and some spice, whoo, I gotta do it. We'll see. We'll, we'll do uh we're gonna do like a, a GM episode after after the postseason and, and so, go so through do you everybody. Wanna, do you wanna do you wanna G up like do you wanna like GM the Mets and like what would be the perfect offseason we'll follow it next year about like if we had signed the guy I wanted to, what like they would, how be, would doing? We be doing? Yeah, I'm down. I'm I down. want I want a GM for a bunch of teams. I want so a GM what, the Yankees and what we can do is we can say what we would do, and then we can simulate the season mm-hmm. on MLB the Show, and we can start saying how would our teams have done versus how the Mets are currently doing. Okay, I'm down. So I'll trade Degrom, and I'll let all my young guys play. Okay, still gonna end up winning 88 games crush it wonderful yeah. yeah i'm with it what um did you see juan soto at the dodger game yeah yeah i love that so so I, sick i love that juan is trying to be a superstar yeah right like he's doing everything he needs to do which which i think is epic which is why he won't be a, a national for long no if if i if i'm the nationals seeing him last night and seeing him all over and seeing him taking selfies with people and everything else the Nationals got to be thinking in their head right now. We're not gonna have Juan three years because what, what are we? What are we gonna do? They have. I mean, they they literally have gone through. You talked about it. Yep. They had let Harper go. Juan Soto is a bigger star than Bryce Harper now. Bryce Harper was a big deal when he first came up, and then he kind of let himself move back into the out of the spotlight a little bit. And Juan Soto was like, "Keep it on me. Let's let's go." So I I think he's gonna keep producing, keeping the best hitter in baseball. And he, he produced a seven WAR this year. Bryce Harper, five point nine WAR. Oh, we we know how good Juan Soto is, um, and he's gonna. I also think he needs. We talk about how much Otani's worth. I think Otani, if he actually takes what he's worth, will move Soto's value even more so to like just ridiculous numbers. Yeah. So I very much want to see all those things happen so that Soto gets the gigantic bag from yeah. whoever the Mets. Yeah. Whoever the Mets. I don't. There's there's no chance. I think he. There's no chance he's a Met. Uh, it's highly unlikely. But ooh ooh. Let's let's just throw this one out there real quick. Sure. Real quick. Real quick. Ah, they wouldn't do it. Never mind. No. Now you have to say. No. It. No. 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 Okay. You have to say it. It's okay. Can I guess? Go ahead. Judge and Soto. Yeah. Flip flop. Yeah. I mean that's that's the dream. Well, so again, I would then say that the Yankees are the ones sending more. For Soto. Oh yeah, of course. Right, so then the Yankees send Judge and what to get Soto, sign Soto now, right? Buy out his uh, his his arbitration years, get him for thirty million dollars. You sign him to the Tatis deal. Mm-hmm. He's now the face of the Yankees, right? He shows up 
plays outfield, face of the Yankees, big contract. The Nationals have one year of judge. Because they have a full year of judge, they then get the first-round pick for judge when he signs as a, in the offseason with anybody else. Mm-hmm. So they get him as a full-year walk, walk away. The team doesn't get worse the first year. And worst-case scenario, if judge is a national halfway through the year, they trade him again. They flip him for something else to a team like they just did. Restock, reload, get themselves re-going and, and reset the whole system. The Yankees get the face of the franchise. I would then say that you could sign Soto for less money than you're going to sign Judge for, but you're going to sign him for 12 years, and you're going to have him till he's 35. But would, would you care if you had him for $35 million till he's 35? No. no. So they immediately get a, a, a monster player, and he's a lefty bet. He's a lefty bat in that ballpark. So, uh, so my uh, point is, if I'm the Yankees, that would be something that would spice up my life. Something incredible. I would trade the whole bag. There's nothing I wouldn't do if I was a Yankees to trade for Soto. Nothing. You could not tell me anything in the world. I will trade you Judge. I will trade you Glaber. And I will trade you my best other prospect, anything you want, to get Juan. And then sign Juan to the bag. Yeah. And now you balance your lineup. That'd be that would be you very balance interesting. your lineup. He can play full time outfield. Stanton can go full time DH, right? Cooking. So what I'm trying to remember now, like what what what's the most comparable to a blockbuster trade like that in recent memory? The most blockbuster trade was just Trey Turner and Trey Turner for Scherzer, and then like what beyond that? The last time he, Lindor. Yeah. Okay. And the Mets sent practically nothing. No, I mean, you really look at what the Mets sent. The Mets sent a lot for him. I mean, we did. We sent a bunch of players. Fine. I mean, look at what the Mets sent for Edwin Diaz. Yeah, that was that more so. Justin Justin Dunn and uh, Kalinic. That's that's probably the most comparable, at least Um, for in in our realm of the NL East. See, but this is the guy who we we forget in the in the trade, and I think we've talked about he needed to move off of New York. Ahmed Rosario, twenty five years old, batted two eighty two with a two point one WAR and eleven home runs. Right, mm-hmm. his OPS at shortstop was seven thirty one, and he played a little bit of center field. He stole thirteen bases. Like, that's the guy who the Mets thought they had back in twenty nineteen. When he batted 287, had a 755 OPS, right? If Ahmed is if Ahmed is a plus guy, that was a that was a a, a good player that moved for him, right. and he immediately um, he immediately replaces some of what was Lindor. The guy who is still to TBD is 23 year old Andres Jimenez, right? Who played a little bit everywhere this year. Only batted 218 as a 22 year old with a 633 OPS. But in 2020, in 50 games with the Mets, he had a 732 OPS as a 21 year old. That player is going to play up. And I forget mm-hmm. who else they included. It was Ahmed Rosario, Jimenez, Josh Wolf, and. Um, oh my God. Some like single A outfielder, I believe, or maybe another pitcher. I forget now. Deets, are you pulling it up? Working on it. Oh boy. Josh Wolf, Isaiah Green. Isaiah Green, that's who it was. So Isaiah Green, 
was a high-touted prospect for the Mets. He was a, I'm pretty sure he was a high draft pick, and I'm pulling him up right, right now. So Isaiah Green is still 20 years old. He, this past season, 790 OPS in 152 at-bats. Okay. Um, in the minors. So he is young. He was a he was drafted and then never played, but he had a 289 batting average, 368 slugging. So his power just was not there. Um, but the Mets drafted him in the second round with a compensation pick in 2020. Mm. So this was his first year of baseball ever. He really was a a 19 year old should have been last year, 18 19 year old when he got drafted. Mm-hmm. He just missed out on the season because. Those guys didn't play. Right. So Isaiah Green still TBD on his value. Mm-hmm. I don't know Wolf's value, right? But the two other guys have been at the MLB level, and right, right now Ahmed Rosario is above replacement level. Now, was that worth Lindor? Maybe not, but Lindor was also walking in and not being able to pay. So Judge is coming with Lindor value, mm-hmm. right? So Lindor value ends up being that Ahmed Rosario at one point in time was a top five prospect in baseball, right? Yep. Andres Jimenez was a top 15 player in baseball. Those are big, big chips that just are young, mm-hmm. right? That we don't fully know yet. So Judge and Glaber for Soto, plus something else. I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. And again, like if you're the Nationals, you're going full on rebuild. That's something else. And would you're you, rescooping that thing all the way to the bottom of the barrel. For that third guy, would you want it to be somebody who's almost major league ready? No. You want somebody from? I want high. Okay. I want a high upside. Like couple years away, guy, guy who p- pitched this year in single A and had a two ERA and struck gotcha. out a whole bunch of guys because he could be a year away, he could be six months away, could be two years away, mm-hmm. uh, he could be moving from being a starter to being a reliever, right? But I'd probably take my risk because Glaber has to get out of New York, I think at this point because yeah. I think he's just concerned with replacing people and he had all this pressure and I think if he moves, if you if you sent him to the Nationals. He could play second base for the Nationals and be a stud, mm-hmm. right? So he immediately is a stud hitter. Then you also have Judge, stud hitter, right? The Nationals get better probably short-term from the trade, but they get more out of what they're going to not get for Soto. They're not going to have a situation like what they just had. And then if they're able to trade Judge next year at midseason peak and you were able to get what you just got for Trey Turner and guys like that, and you have a team that needs a hitter, and they know they need a hitter, and Judge is smashing home run. Flip Judge. I think that works for everybody involved. And I think that gives the Nationals the ability to reset, reload, build your team around like Glaber and a whole bunch of other young guys, and reset your roster all the way back to the beginning. Because the, the challenge that teams in the National League are going to run into is the same thing that I've said repeatedly about like, the 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 Patriots and the Golden State Warriors and the the now the now the Dodgers, when there's a team that's at the top with all the money, and they're willing to spend it and develop it and do it, what are you building a good team for? If you're never going to build a team better than that team, mm-hmm. the Nationals got to be looking at this like Stevie Cohen's about to just drop back, right? He's about to unload cash. When's the next time that we theoretically think we could win? It's, it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute. Bra- you got the Braves, you got the Phillies, and you got the Mets. I had you. So you could wait for you could wait to acquire talent for Soto, 
right? Or you could drop your expectations down, right? By getting rid of Soto, get back crazy value in return for him, right? The Mets, they're the Yankees' top pitching prospect, whatever his name is, like wh- whoever he is. Mm-hmm. Him, Glaber, Judge, Flip, Judge for then a, a, a top prospect who's ready to go. Because, like, could you then flip Judge for Kalenic, right? I like that. You then bring back a guy like Soto, but Soto's three years into his his life. He's about to be four years through his life, mm-hmm. and he's almost done with Arbor. You got Kalenic for six years, five years more, right? Like, you're not going to have to get to the same point. You get to reset a lot of those numbers and restock your team, reload the organization, and wait out what's looking like could be a stretch by the Mets if the Mets dip into it. Because mm-hmm. Lindor looked good, right? Back half of the year, Lindor looks like like, like the guy. Yep. Again, not going to be a super high batting average guy, but he's going to be a, an 850 OPS gold glove shortstop. Like, he's going to be the truth. Javi's staying. I have no idea how anybody could think Javi's not staying at this point. I think he wants that to would stay. Be crazy if he wasn't. I think he wants to stay. Lindor loves him. Like he has great energy. He's staying. They're building. Or they're gonna either go all in, or they're gonna go partially in. But they're not not going in mm-hmm. with money. Um, so if you're the Nationals, you're not winning anytime soon. The Phillies are still on the cusp. Yep. Right. The Phillies are still a step away. They've put a big money into the team. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'd, I'd do the hell out of that. If I'm the Nationals. But, you again, you'd get eviscerated by your fan base. But yep. you got Judge. I could sell that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I could sell that, hey, you know what? Like, we've had some some friction with Juan, right? Like, we there's been friction. And, you know, we're going to get – we got great value. We're going to be a better team next year. We can compete right away, right? Go out and start – sign a pitcher, Yeah. right? And I think it, what it is, too, is, like, they now have had to get used to the fact that they ha- – and the Nationals moved their biggest star. Yep. Right? And then they do it again, but it's like, okay, well, hold on. This time, we brought in a star. Like, yep. when we brought in Scherzer. Yeah. Now he's a guy, he's going to be here for X amount of time, and we're going to build around him Yep. Now. So, I, I don't hate that at all. And I, I think that works out for everybody. Yeah. So we'll I'll, see. I, again, I think that more more MLB teams need to be aggressive. In, and I think more pro sports teams, we've talked about it. Like, the reason why the Rays are in it every year is because they develop better. Mm-hmm. Um, you look now in the NFL, and everybody everybody knows I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. The biggest difference between the Bills and other teams that I now see that I never used to recognize is the ability to build talented players on the back end. Like the Bills pulled up a kid off their practice squad who, who came in immediately and lit it up. Mm-hmm. Cam Lewis, like crushed it. Out here covering guys, picking balls off. Their backup safety who replaced Jordan Poyer missed a week from injury. Came in, interception, bunch of tackles. Like, so the backups are starters. What? Yeah. Well, you know what it is? Growth, development. It's interesting that you're talking about that because the Rays did something when they clinched the division. Um, They set up like a Zoom feed with their AAA team because they're like, yo, half of you – like we had 61 dudes play this year on this team. Like half of you guys were part of this. Like you need to be a part of it. And I think they recognize, and that's why the culture throughout their – I think – Goodness, I forget what it was now, but the major like at least three of their levels won the championship. Like, there's something to be said there for winning. So, yep, for winning at all levels, and it creates a culture of winning. It creates a culture of being good. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 thing with the like looking what the Rays did, 
So there's there's a, a line of thinking like flow states, like getting into a flow, yep. right? So in order to elicit a flow state systemically over time, right? And when you read books like The Talent Code and things like that, where they talk about why are all of the best soccer players all from poor areas of Brazil, right? Why are they like able to generate all this amazing quality of soccer player, even though there's a lot less people? Right, but they're doing it at a high level. You go to Russia, and the same tennis schools out here putting out like 15 professional players, but you have better systems other places. Um, we look here in the United States, like if you want to play lacrosse, you from Long Island or Maryland, right? Why is it so much better? So it starts to become a self-fulfilling prophecy based off of culture, right? That the history of you having success, if you show a kid who's here that you have somebody up the ladder at every step who can tell that kid how to do it the right way, right? So the kid at, 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 at high A, right? We'll use the Mets organization. Mm-hmm. Like Brett Beatty can look up one level and he can see a guy who's doing it, who's about to go. And that guy can see a guy up the level in a team in an organization that's doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. And then they see it at the professional level. And the organization creates this culture where you can see success happen in real time and what the results are and everybody buys in deeper. And you know what I think it is too? Now you're saying that? There's also the opportunity to get there. Yes. The Rays have so much turnover. Yes. Whereas you get other teams who are like, yo, our shortstop's locked up for 10 years, so good luck. We'll trade our We're going to hold on to yeah. you until the Rule 5, and maybe you get picked up, maybe you don't. Yep. Bye. Yep. And then here it's like, no, if you, if you do the right stuff, you'll get there. Right? And yep. here's the line. Here's how it happens. And it's clearly set out, and it's clearly established, and then winning is prioritized deep through the culture Mets don't have that a lot of teams don't mm-hmm. guys are free agents they're out here the Mets had more good players in the minors than they've ever had this year in a very very long time none of them played together yep when they did play together it was at Brooklyn and that team was doing well had no pitching but you had three hitters who all got time together then they broke that up and everybody was disjointed none of these guys got to create a culture of winning together at some point in time, you have to say, yo, we're going to put you all together and we're going to win. Right? We're just going to win at scale. I, I could see that being next year. And, and like, yeah. I would hope, I would yeah. hope, right? Like, you hope at some point in time, hey, we're prioritizing winning at every level. Mm-hmm. So we're going to prioritize winning at the, the AAA level and we're going to prioritize winning at the MLB level. We have to win. Right? And if that's then the thing, then the next year it's shifting down. Double A. We have to win. Right? All these levels. And then you keep working it back. Now a kid enters the organization, the expectation is win and develop. Here's how you win. Here's how we play. Here's how culture exists. Yeah. Welcome to it. The Rays have had it for years. They've been doing it now for a while, so they win. Mm-hmm. Always, 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 always. They're also not afraid of their young players. Yeah. They'll put guys in and they'll let them struggle and they'll let them figure it out because they know that they can carry the load across a number of good players. you got 25 guys. I can have 20 who can carry the load and five who are learning on the fly. You look at like the Mets this year, 25 guys could contribute. Nobody was having to learn on the fly. And that limits your upside. Mm-hmm. You get to the end of the year and there's nobody excited about playing the game. There's nobody with a huge ceiling who's now grown into themselves. Kalenic next year is going to be a stud. He'll all of a sudden be a, a great player. Mm-hmm. It's because of this year, being allowed to fail. And not feeling like, oh, if I, if I F up, I'm getting sent back down. No, nope, here you go. Ride it out. This little hiccup you had in the middle of the year, we sent you down, we let you reload, you're back up, you're the guy. Next year, you're the guy. Cool, relax. He was a worse player than Khalil Lee, who got no time on a worse team. Culture. Yep. 
culture. And one more thing with culture, and I think we can culture. wrap this thing up. Put a bow on it. Who do you, is there somebody that on top of your head that you could see coming in and being a good manager for the Mets? Oh Lord! Because now there's there's also an opening for the Padres too, which does not help the Mets situation. I don't think that the Padres situation impacts the Mets at all. I'm just saying there's two there's two possible playoff teams. I'd rather with managerial openings. I'd rather be the manager of the Mets than the Padres. Okay. Why? Based off of what you have now, right? Mm-hmm. I can talk myself into. Everybody on the Padres who was good played well, and they still lost. On the Mets, everybody who could play well didn't, and they were okay for a long time. Mm -hmm. I can convince myself with Daddy Warbucks, right, an open bag to go buy what I want and what I need, Mm -hmm. and me thinking that I'm a difference, I'm an X factor on development and growth of a player, that the Mets have all the ability to get. Where do the Padres get better? Padres could probably get uh, some pitching. But we talked about this, right? They already went and got all the pitching last year. They traded and it didn't, for guys. And, it, and they didn't play that well, 100%. So, but, so, where, but what do you – the Mets did nothing, right? The Mets gave up nothing of consequence last year, mm-hmm. right? Getting Lindor cost them MLB players. Mm-hmm. Truly, they gave up MLB players. Two of those players played the same position, so weren't going to be able to play in that position anyway. Yeah. So ultimately, you gave up nothing that impacted winning in a window. The Padres have given up everything. We said it at the trade deadline. They really didn't have much left they could do. They made a, a pop. They, they, they tried to do, but it was just not enough mm-hmm. because they couldn't take it. Where are they going to go now? They're not talking about needing to trade Machado because they need to free up cash. Again, this goes back to being misbuilt, mm-hmm. right? And at some point in time, you need to have money in the right spots. And when you start having money in the wrong spot, like Tatis is a center fielder now? Is he an outfielder? Now I have a, I have a shortstop problem. Mm-hmm. Is Machado going back to short? Maybe, but then I have a whole third base. Is Cronenworth then switching over to there? I traded for what's his name from the— Frazier. Frazier. Is he staying? Is he going to second? Is that how I'm doing this? They're misbuilt, man. Mm-hmm. I like they, they walk okay. themselves. The Mets are not misbuilt. The Mets need to be built the more. Met, the Mets didn't play well. Yeah. I blame a lot of it on Roas. So my question is, who would I bring in? Would you go? Because I, I think the, there's there's two types of managers. There's the younger player oriented manager, or there's the older vet Buck Showalter, Bruce Bochy type guy. Who who would you lean towards for this group right now? The older guy. Okay, I also agree with that. I, I think that the, I would value the experience <laughs> much more. I think the um, I think the challenge that you get with um, having a young manager who's just exciting and is a culture guy mm-hmm. is that you need to have supremely strong uh, leadership at GM. Yes. And because the Mets don't have any leadership at GM, you can't go and hire a manager to game development because you have your baseball guy at GM. Right, um, you look at a team like, like AJ's the guy, with the Padres. Right. So he looked at it and he said, "My manager did not press the right buttons. He, my guys did not respond to their best selves with him being the leader." 
Right. Alex Cora gets the most out of his team. Mm-hmm. Cora has proved, but what do they have? Organizationally, they know where to get guys. They know how to read the math. They know how to do everything. They can tell Cora who needs to play when, and he just needs to get those guys fired up to go out on the field, and he does a great job. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think the Met, the Yankees need to move on from Boone is because Boone is that guy. Right, I right? Agree. He's the savage That's the why guy. In- they play hard for him. Yep. They're misbuilt. Cashman has to use his cash. Like he, the problem that Cashman has is he's lost the cachet he once had, right? Because mm-hmm. he had won a whole bunch, so you trusted him, right? Then he hadn't won in a while, and he was like, "Well, we keep getting hitters, and we don't have pitchers." So daddy, their daddy Warbucks opened up the cash and said, "Okay, here's your guy Garrett Cole." Immediately, my man's a cheater, and he's not as good as he was once was. You didn't win. You needed to be the guy. I gave you what you needed. You're now winner go home. So he's in a one year. He's got a winner go home. I don't think that they move on from Cashman yet. Mm-hmm. But Cashman's now the problem. Like because because these guys respond to Boone. They were not bad, but you can see the flaws in the design of the team. They tried to reconcile it by going out and getting Gallo and stuff. I think Gallo will be better next year, mm-hmm. which I also think helps them. But that also gives me the reason why I think you can move on from Judge. Like, and I think there's places here where you have too many outfielders. Like, you need less outfielders. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I would say that the Mets need somebody who's a strong baseball mind mm-hmm. uh, because right now I don't see a situation where they have a strong enough regard for their GM position that they can do that. They need a guy who is the baseball person so that they can go light on GM o- over the next 36 months, mm-hmm. right? If you have a strong manager who can make decisions about who he wants, what's winning baseball, then the GM just has to do what the, the manager is saying, and then the analytics will support what the manager wants, right? So we become a manager-focused team, mm-hmm. which is the flip side. But they, they have enough talent on the team that you need a guy who knows how to put them in position and how to get them motivated to play. It just yeah. didn't look like they were motivated to play. Like They were saying all the wrong things, doing all the wrong things. Guys just weren't there. Yeah. What's the answer? No, I think strong leadership is huge, and, and having the veteran aspect, the experience, knowing what they want, knowing how they want to put them out there on the field and what the, the chess pieces are. I didn't think Rojas even remotely had a strong enough leadership role. I think all the guys liked him. They liked playing for him. But they weren't like, yeah, I'll follow you to war. Let's go. I think Terry Collins was that guy when he was yes. when the Mets were good. Yes. That was that was the same type yep. of guy I'm looking for. Yep. I think somebody people some people out there are like a Buck Showalter, a Bruce Bochy. <sighs> Buck I don't hate. Well, the thing is, Bruce Bochy, I don't think will be on the table. I actually think he's going to go manage the Padres because he okay. has managed them yep. previously, yep. and he's the kind of guy that they need. Um, the only the only counter to what I'm saying is, I could see the Mets going for a manager that they had before. Carlos Beltran. I don't think that happens. I know that he's he's on the top of the list. Both guys. I don't know if I want that. Right. Hinch and and uh, Cora are back managers. Yes. Oh no. Absolutely. There he. There's green light if he wants to be. So, there. yes. Rojas was the consolation prize to the success of what was supposed to happen. But is that is that just us falling back into what has literally no, been happening? No, I think Beltran's. I think Beltran's a baseball genius. Okay, hold and that's on. the not, only not, difference. Not, not that that's the only. Di- that's the only difference. Beltron has already managed. He was uh, he was assisting. He was on the 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 Astros coaching staff. 
he has coached and he was managed. just a player's coach, a player coach. No, he was didn't. No, he one, was playing when that happened. No, the, then the second year he was managing with like he got his job not straight from playing. He he was he was a coach for a year. I don't remember. I think he I was, thought he was. I thought he was. It was his last year playing, and then he was part of the scandal. I don't think that was his last year. I think he then also spent a year. Regardless, I think. It's not yeah, about 2017 the, was his last year playing. Right. But the Mets hired him in 2019. So that's the two-year gap. He didn't have a gap. That year in between, he managed. Deets. He, he did not manage. He actually was a special advisor to the general manager of the New York Yankees, Brian Cashman. Right. Gotcha. So okay, he spent okay, okay, a year okay. learning how to be working alongside mm-hmm. that side of the business, and that's where the Mets then took him from. Because everybody realized when he was at the like he's a baseball savant. He is a genius. He is incredible. He is an Alex Cora brain, right? Knows the game. Guys trust him. He was an elite player. All this stuff. Like, I was excited by the Beltron hiring. Yes, as was I. Right? I think there might have been enough time that they could walk this back and bring him in. Is it a? I personally don't think, but is it, do you think the majority of people will be like, look at what has happened previously with our leadership? We've got drunks, we've got people who want to do sexual assault, all this different stuff, and then we bring in a cheater? When has Beltron ever been that? I never said he was and, that. But that's my thing, is everybody looks at this and goes, he's the guy, but he became the fall guy. Yeah. But now, if on the flip side, you have to look at it. Have the other people been successful? Not really. Yes. Core has not been successful. Oh, cool. oh I'm sorry. I thought that you meant uh, Mets leadership. No. Yeah, no, they've been very successful. So, World so Series, everybody absolutely. else who was part of this, who got who got annexation of Puerto Rico, like <laughs> they they all have come back and been successful. Yes. Beltron, what is considered in that category of good? May, I, I just don't look and I say that there's a guy available who I would who I would want. I I agree. So, so like, I, when as you look the, at that. Beltron was the prize-winning yes. manager, and he's a, he was a Met, and there, there's a lot of pluses to that for sure. Um, and then you have you have his relationship that he would have with Lindor and Javi Baez. How would that play? Francisco Alvarez coming up, like that's why Rojas was the guy mm-hmm. was was the Latin influence inside the Mets organization. Yeah, and how he would be able to to speak to that. Um, I could see Beltron coming back, man. I, I think. It, I mean, I know I've seen some lists of the potential candidates, and I'm he's been a, near the top. So wouldn't wouldn't shock me. I don't know how I'd feel about it. I'd want to see him actually go out and do it, uh, but I wouldn't mind it. I was very excited when the hire first happened. Right. So and I saw all the benefits. Yep. It was Aaron Boone. It's Alex Cora. It's all these guys. You look at it and you go, Beltron is. It's the baseball mind the with guy. the player approach. Yep. Hundred percent. And Beltron's the best of the players. Yeah. Right, like he was a guy who was physically elite, talent elite, yep, but brain elite, and mm-hmm. there were not that many guys like that, right? You just don't see it. But you talk about Don Mattingly has been a good manager, right? You you've seen that Cora has been a good manager. Mm-hmm. You see these ex player Boone has been a I say a good manager. He he's gotten his guys lit up and fired up to play. Mm, I, I could see Beltron because when you look at who's available. There is no one good available because yeah. all the old heads have a job who were anything worth really getting, right? I don't look at some of the other guys and say they're fits. So, like, when I look at that, there's just not there's not a guy. Which, speaking of which, Dusty Baker, mm-hmm. two teams, or five five teams that he's taken to be division champions, first first person ever. Yeah. 
That's also a very interesting fact that uh, it's Baker versus Larusa in that series. That's just that's just a cool. Love that. Yeah, it's great. Love that. One guy's now in Chicago. The other guy's now not. Yeah. Even though it's a different Chicago team, I know. Yeah. That. yeah Don't uh, you guys look at me like I didn't. No, know no, I got you. I know there. what you're saying. Listen, division series is gonna be very exciting. Off season is gonna be very exciting. Gonna be a lot to talk about over the next couple weeks, months. Will there be baseball next year? Oh, yeah. I, I'm gonna say yeah. There How might, much baseball? There might be a slight delay. 110 games. So when would that when would that start? I was like May. May. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. So let me ask. So there's no CBA at all. Nothing starts right. No no spring training. No, I think if they do it, it goes to like everything else, like an uncapped year. Like there's okay. no rules anymore. Anybody can be anybody can be signed. There's no salary cap. There's no luxury. Well, like caps. I guess it'll be more of like, is there a strike or is there a? Well, so that's the thing. Is like who's gonna flinch? Like yeah. So so if the players if the players strike, the owners don't have to pay them. Right. If the owners lock them out, right, the players still have like can claw back at money, right. So it comes down to who wants to not be the guys. So they're gonna sit down and they're gonna have a thing, but there's a lot of stuff on the table that they're gonna have to do that are changes to how culturally things have shifted, mm-hmm. right? Gambling is a bigger thing in sports now than it's ever been. Oh yeah, that money has to go to who? How is that money being relayed? Yep. How is that money coming into the game, right? Yep. Digital assets. Amazon is potentially getting NFL Sunday ticket, mm-hmm. right? So there are changes in the landscape of how games are broadcast, who has rights to things. Yep. Money is shifting. The world is moving. Um, came out last night that the MLB and the MLB Players Association are dropping their own NFT of all of their players. Yep. Um, alongside VaynerMedia and Gary Vaynerchuk. Of course. So how is that? playing out and what is that going to look like what is that going to mean financially mm-hmm. you're seeing millions and millions and millions of dollars being done in nfts who gets that money how is it shared right that's new money that never existed before the players and the mlb now own the playing cards now that's money that's stuff how's that shared right like how are we sharing delineating who gets what there's so much that's changed because of technology and baseball has been so far behind that I think that they need to tear up how they've always done it. Mm-hmm. And both sides need to look at this and say, how do we bring ourselves from 1880 to 2020? Yeah, We got to catch up. And I hope that they do. And I hope it comes back to that minor league baseball players are part of the union. So they immediately have voting rights in how money gets distributed and what's going on. Because I mean, minor league like treatment in general needs to come up because that well, they, in itself they, is already a They've problem. already gotten rid of minor leagues because that was separated because the, the players couldn't say anything. So that opened up cash flow and revenue for the, the organizations to not have to pay for all these different things. That made it more successful for teams to, make, to not lose money on their minor league development system. The downside is, is that because players are willing to sacrifice their younger selves for who they are today, mm-hmm. right, they want to get paid now, and they, don't, they forget about what it was like to go through it. They should go to that the players have to give up, that they should only have to fi- sign five-year deals, and that they should then be able to be a free agent. And it shouldn't be that you – my time in the minors and the pros is the same. It can't be that you bring me up when I'm 23, now I have six years. No. And, and organizations, hey, you guys want to cut your minor leagues and make more money? Great. Five years. At that point in time, you got to pay us more money if you want to keep us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would make the game better. Because it would make teams be competitive all the time. 
at all levels. Yeah. Because you've got to get the most out of your player now. You can't just set it and forget it. The minor, ah, we paid him eight years ago. We don't have to worry about him. Uh-uh. Can't be. And they, they, they need those changes. They need to figure out how that money goes. And they got to get rid of 12-year contracts. Yeah. If you're going to be uncapped, go uncapped. Right? Yep. And if if there are teams in, in baseball that hate uncapped, fully uncapped, create relegation. Throw that on the table. Mm-hmm. There's 30 teams, right? Cool. Every year, eight teams get relegated. You play in a separate league. You're the United League, mm-hmm. right? There's the American League, National League, the United League. And the United League, those eight teams, you guys play as a as a East and a West. You guys play against each other, but you get less cut of the revenue, but you get higher draft priorities. You get more international signing money. You don't have to spend as much money on your MLB roster. I'd love to see MLB allow players to get signed like in soccer. If I, could, if, I could, if I could sell Juan Soto to the Yankees for two years. Oh, yeah, no, that'd be interesting. I still own his rights, but you guys are buying him for two years, $60 million a year. Yeah. Guess what? Now that makes it that, hey, the, 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 um, the athletics, you guys have this stud player, but you guys want to stay under $70 million spent a year. Great. Dude's a stud. Loan him. Loan him out. Uh, that would be an interesting You're concept. You're relegation anyway. Loan him out. Make money. Mm-hmm. Now you recouped cash. Now you have profits. Spend it. But you're a completely different league. You don't get the national money. You don't get anything else. So what would that do? You don't want to be relegated. You make less cash. Right? Mm-hmm. You're loaning your players out. You're making less revenue on game days. Forces teams to be good. And I think that's what soccer does well. Football. Mm-hmm. does well internationally is by creating the relegation system that that punishes you for not being good it forces teams to parlay themselves into doing the right thing yeah but if you have haves and have nots that's fine having completely uncapped will bring more money into the game mm-hmm. and then you'll have a situation where you'll have more billionaires owning teams right like the the guggenheim group that owns the dodgers like they, they've got billions and billions of dollars and they don't care because they're using the Dodgers to market all their other te- their other businesses. Right. The Dodgers are just part of a portfolio of things they do now. So they can take losses on the Dodgers, and it helps them make their money on their other businesses. So like now you're using it as a marketing expense where you, lo- you lose money, don't care. Yeah. That's now where corporations own teams and things are. Cool. Do that. Let's get funky. Yeah. Let's get funky. Let's get funky. That's the title of the episode on YouTube. Sounds good. Let's get funky. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe as always, and we will see you on the the next episode. Enjoy the playoffs. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle.